Beautiful. So good. Well done, guys. Come on, it's all about Jesus. All about Jesus. So glad to see you here tonight for our night of miracles. Our hearts open to the Lord for what He's wanting to do. I know He's going to do some powerful things in your heart and in your life tonight. And I want us just to lean in with an expectation for the presence and power of God to move here. Um, just before we, before we get into the Word of God tonight, uh, I just want to let you know that for Dan and Ebony are uh, taking on a, a kind of new role here with our Sunday night service. They're going to be officially called. So last week we prayed for Pastor Josh and Shekinah to be our campus pastors across the, all services and pastoral care and uh, events here under Danielle and I. And so we're remaining obviously here as the senior pastors. But this that means that uh, Josh and Shekinah will be giving more focus to this Kiwana location as we plant more locations in the future. Uh, up to 10 and who knows beyond that 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 sort of on the on the radar and so what we're doing is Dan and Ebony are going to take on a a role of what we're calling service pastors which is the 6 p.m. service that will remain our youth pastors of course uh, along with with David and Piata but they're going to be the 6 p.m. pastors that means they're focusing on really building this service up Uh, and one of the ways that they're going to do that just I want to kind of invite you to be part of what we call an all-in team and so uh, for youth on a Friday night, there's an all-in team. Who's, who's a leader or you're part of the all-in team for youth? Give us a wave so you guys know what goes on. So these guys get here an hour and a half before youth starts, and they set up, and they, um, they go and pick up uh, young people. They pray. They meet as a team. And, so, and then they, they finish up packing up every week, not just a rostered once a month, but every week that's a commitment that they make. And so we know that there are some people here, and many of you serve on the dream team once a month, twice a month, some of you uh, almost every week. Uh, but the, So the all-in team under Dan and Eb is going to meet uh, at 4.30 on an ongoing basis each week to pray, to set up. We're going to, be, we're going to move towards a season in a couple of weeks' time where every Sunday night there will be an after-party here on site with food vans rather than going off-site. So that means the grown-ups can uh, join in, not just the young adults. Okay, we're not, so not just going to grill, but we're all going to hang together as a family, which will be cool. Uh, don't talk about food too much right now because it's day seven of a 10-day fast for those of you who are fasting. Uh, and so, so what's going to happen with, with that, if you want to be on this all-in team or if you want to know more about it, then next week at 4.30, there's a vision afternoon with free pizza. Hallelujah. Just right there. That was, that's good timing. That, 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 so that's, that's, if you want to be like, well, what's this involved? What, do I, what would I have to commit to? Uh, and you're committed. You're just like, I want to step up in church life. I want to be more involved in church life. Then talk to Dan and Eb. Come next Sunday at 4.30 and you'll hear about what's involved in being part of that team and they'll bribe you with free pizza. Right? Absolutely. Who thinks, oh, I'm interested. Give me a wave. You're like, I'm interested. I'm interested. Come on, fantastic, awesome. Uh, you don't have to be, you can be any age to be part of that team, okay? You're just like, nah, I want to serve and take it to another level. Uh, Kathy Clancy preached the house down this morning. She was on fire. You want to you wanna get that podcast or watch that on Facebook or, or YouTube this week and just be encouraged and inspired. Uh, it is a month of miracles for us. And as we've said numerous times, that doesn't mean that miracles can only happen 
until oh, five more days and then it's all over. That just means we lean in together for five days. Jesus is a 365 or 366 uh, days of the, of the year miracle working kind of God. He's not restricted to this particular month, but it's just a month where we go, all right, Lord, we're leaning in in prayer. We're leaning in with fasting. We're leaning in with, with giving. We've got an expectation that as we do that, the power of God will be released in our midst. And the Bible tells us this, that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And man, it's done my heart good to turn up at 6.15 uh, at prayer meetings and see so many of you come and be diligently seeking the Lord with all your heart. It just, it really uh, it does my heart so good to know I'm part of and leading a church so committed to prayer and the presence of God. And Danielle and I are so proud of all of you. Uh, we're very grateful for your prayers. Uh, we're, we're in a little warfare battle we've been on for a while now uh, over health in our own family. And I just thank you. I know many of you pray for us every day and I just want to ask you keep praying for us uh, we're, we're coming into a significant season for us not this week but the week after we're going to be running the Australian National Conference with about 600 pastors and leaders uh, coming from around the country for three or four days and so there's warfare around that there's war whenever we take ground as a church there's usually warfare in our lives and often, often your lives so we're, we're appreciating you holding up our hands and praying for Dan uh, that, that would just I know you do but I want to say thank you. It makes the world of difference to us. It's very, very good. So tonight, I want to, we're going to look at one scripture, and then we're going to spend some time praying for different people. Uh, the scripture is a scripture in Mark, and I'm going to get it put straight up if we can. It's Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, verse 1. And this is, a, this is an interesting story. Uh, it's a story about Jesus, and the Bible tells us if you read a lot about the life of Jesus, that he spent a lot of time traveling for three years, moving around from city to city, from town to town, village to village, uh, from Jerusalem up to Nazareth and, and everywhere in between. And he would go around and he would preach about God and his goodness, preach about how much God loves us. He'd, he'd tell us that God's way for us to live, which would lead to God's favor being on our life. And it was the opposite to what's natural to us. Naturally, we're selfish and Jesus would teach us to be generous. Naturally, we don't want to forgive. We want to hold grudges. Jesus taught us to forgive. Naturally, he said to be hard on your enemies, but Jesus said to pray for them. He taught all these things. And then he moved around, not just teaching, but he moved in God's power. And in God's power, uh, one of the things that he, the Bible tells us he did a lot is he cast out demons. And so, you know, often in the West, churches don't like talking about demons. I'm not sure why. Maybe hoping that if we don't talk about them, they won't be there. But the reality is they're there. There is an unseen realm that you and I can't see, the spiritual realm. And in that realm, there are angels, there are demons. In that realm, your spirit man, your, in, your inner person, the, the real you is a spirit who has a soul, who lives in a body. And in your spirit, you, you will be tuned and aware of certain atmospheres in certain places. If you've ever walked into a room after an argument uh, that someone's had and you can feel it, it's like, oh, what's that? That's something in the atmosphere. If you've ever walked into a place where there's this darkness and there's evil and you can sense it and the hair of your neck stands up, you go, what's that? That's your spirit tuning into what's happening in the spiritual atmosphere. And so that, that, that is as real to you as, as this, the flesh and blood. That spiritual atmosphere is real. 
And so Jesus went around moving in God's power in this spiritual atmosphere because it's the spiritual atmosphere that, that affects your emotional world, your mental world, your physical world. The way we live our life is so affected by what happens in the spiritual atmosphere. That's why so many people love coming to church because when we worship God, the Bible says He dwells in the praises of His people and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom and joy and liberty. Time and time again, I hear people say, people who aren't even believers just come and say, I love coming to church. I just feel better after I am here. That's because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's joy and freedom and love. And so you feel good as a result. But the other side is that there's, there's this demonic realm. And if you, you, you look at the Bible, just a quick overview, demons or evil spirits were once angels, created beings. And those angels rose up against God and said, we don't need you. Lucifer, the chief, uh, one of the chief angels of heaven in charge of worship, rose up and said, why should we worship God? We're, we're just as good as God. We don't need to do things God's way. He rebelled against God. There was a great clash of heaven. One third of the angels backed him and they were kicked out of heaven uh, to planet earth in that particular moment. And so since then, angels are literally spirits who, who look to do things to human beings, to bring torment, to be, to be taunting. To, to tantalize and tempt people away from God because essentially they hate God because of, the, of what happened to him and they know they're going to spend eternity in the, in the pit of hell separated from God in judgment. So they have this great torment on the inside of them. But their, their aim is to keep everybody disconnected from God. But also because they know that we were made in his image. They weren't made in God's image. We were made in God's image. Whenever he sees a human being, he sees, he sees the likeness of God, which he hates and he wants to torment and demons want to torment. So that, that's what happens in the spirit realm. Whether you believe it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you can see it or not, that's operating. You wonder, sometimes you go, you see the news and you wonder, how can those awful things happen? How could that horrendous stuff go on? It's driven by demonic forces, bringing hatred and murder and lust and torment to people. And so uh, tonight, the story I want to read really helps us to get some understanding because if you're going to see miracles, we've got to understand that miracles are birthed in the spiritual realm and there is warfare over those things. So let's have a look at this story. Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. Next verse. And when he, capital H, that means Jesus... When he had come out of the boat, immediately they met, they met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. If you go back in the, in the chapter before, we don't need to, but in the chapter before, a storm brewed as they crossed the Lake of Galilee. And I've been on the Lake of Galilee, and I've looked at these particular mountains where this particular occasion happened, and a, a storm grew up. It's a flat lake normally, but a storm that freaked out experienced fishermen. And, they, and Jesus actually, they were freaking out and Jesus had to get up and he rebuked the storm. And the storm went instantly silent. Some storms in your life and my life come from the fact that it's just life. Life throws twists to everybody. Bad stuff happens to good people and bad people. Not every storm that we encounter in our life is a, is a demonic storm. But sometimes, and especially when Jesus is about to do something significant, the storms come up and you can speak to the storms and silence them and take authority over them. And that's what he did. But this storm came up because this was about to happen. 
And the enemy was trying to stop them from getting to the destination of a miracle. So when he had come out of the boat, okay, they came out of the, the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit. Next verse. Who had his dwelling among the tombs. No one could bind him, not even with chains. This man was, was possessed by demons. His spirit man, the invisible man that you and I are on the inside, had an attachment of demons to him that tormented him, but they gave him supernatural strength. Demons give people supernatural strength. They energize. Just as, here's the thing. Whatever God does, the enemy has a way, a counterfeit to it. So God brings power into our lives, supernatural power into our lives, but the enemy brings an energy to people, and it's real and it's powerful. I've watched people who are so sad and depressed and can hardly get motivated suddenly start talking about someone that hurt them and an energy comes into them and they begin with a passion to, to bag that person out. You wonder, what is that? That's, that's because sin can get an attachment of demonic forces and they get energized by them. And so I've watched, you, you wonder sometimes, how come people can do that stuff that they, how do they party so long, so hard? You go, oh, is it adrenaline or is it alcohol fuel or whatever? Behind it, what's giving the energy to it is demonic forces because they feed on sin that pulls us away from God. All right, I, I've prayed for people uh, and, and they've been possessed by demons and they've thrown guys away. They could hardly hold them because of the power of God because, because this thing's got strength in it. All right, next verse. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him. Literally, he'd snapped chains that they'd try to hold this guy up and the shackles broke in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. Next verse. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones, tormented. A lot of pain on the inside. And because of that pain, this is, a, this is an issue for our generation, a modern generation who, like, I've got so much pain, the only way I can feel like I can relieve it is to cut myself, to hurt myself. What's causing that is demonic forces on the inside attached to a spirit that, that is tormenting and taunting people. And Jesus came to set us free from that. He came to set you free from that. If that's you here tonight... You might be here tonight and, and you're like, that, that's, that's me and no one knows about it. He's here to set you free tonight. All right, next verse says this. Uh, verse six, let's go on to the next one. When he saw Jesus from afar, oh, he ran and worshiped him. He ran. Something in his spirit, in spite of all the torment, in spite of all the pain, something inside of him witnessed that this was the Son of God and he deserved to be worshipped and he was the one who was going to bring freedom to him. Next verse, which is crazy what happens now. However, he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, the Son of Most High God? I implore you by God, do not torment me. Hang on a minute. He was just worshipping he just ran to him and got on his knees and worshipped him. 
And then the next thing he's saying, but don't torment me. Here's what's going on. What's speaking now is not the man, but the demonic forces inside of him. And it's, it's recognizing that there's an eviction notice about to come. The one with the keys of hell and death is here in this place about to rip him out. He's there and he realizes with fear and the demons are saying, don't torment me. This is what happens when we get demonized by things. As our spirit is going this way. Worship, love you. Jesus, you're amazing. But something else is pulling us this way. Pulling us away. In our hearts, we're worshiping and loving, knowing God's got us. But then we're finding ourselves caught in stuff. We're like, why do I do that? Why does that drag? Why has that got a hold on me? Why do I struggle with those thoughts? Why am I, why, why do I, why, why do I give myself to this kind of activity? Why, why do I get caught up in watching that sort of stuff? Why do I get caught up in that sort of scene? Why do I keep thinking about myself, my, my family, my, my friends, other people this particular way? I'm worshiping, but then something inside of me saying, don't torment me. That's because there's a spiritual war going on on the inside. For many people, it's a war that's going on on the inside. For, for many, some, some people, literally attachments. Some people, it's just a war that's going on in your mind. It's torment. It's lies. It binds us up. So Jesus, let's go. Next verse. For he said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. I love this. Jesus, the great thing about when Jesus walks into your life and you've been tormented, You've been taunted by something. It doesn't, it doesn't take 12 months of therapy for deliverance in a moment. It doesn't take, it's in a moment freedom can come. Now, don't get me wrong. It might take 12 months for your heart to catch up with what's happened spiritually. You might have lies written on your heart that need to be rewritten. And that can take some time. You might have pain and emotion on the inside that's been caught up that now that that thing's set you free, you need to let out so that your heart can get healed and right. Your thought processes and patterns might be established in a certain way and you need to start confessing God's word to rewire the way you think. But in a moment, you can be free from the thing that stops you doing that, that holds you back. Sometimes the, the torment is actually a physical torment and it's pain and with the pain comes a mental torment and an emotional torment but it's just like pain and it gets it's, it's certain times of spiritual significance that that pain gets worse and you wonder why is that I'm telling you that's because it's demonically driven when that pain comes against you and like there's a breakthrough something coming some of you even right now you're, you're getting headaches and it's getting worse that's because it's demonically driven and it knows tonight the power of God is going to come and set you free from that thing here in this place. For he said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. Next verse. And then he asked him, what is your name? He answered and saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. All right, Legion, we are many. That means, uh, and Jesus went on, the rest of the story, you can read it yourself in three of the Gospels. Jesus went on and he actually cast these demons out. There was multitudes of them. Sometimes we can experience 
a level of freedom, but there are layers. Come on, everybody say ogres are like onions. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. We've got any Shrek fans in the house tonight? Ogres are like onions. Come on, I'm having waffles for breakfast. On Thursday, some of you can do that. And there's layers. Not just ogres are like onions. Me and you are like onions. We've got layers. And pain, torment, builds up through disappointment, experiences, things that aren't even our own fault, things that we're exposed to. And they build up and God, you know what? You're never going to be completely perfect until you get to heaven. So embrace the journey that there are always layers, there are, that God's just going deeper into our heart. He's going deeper into, our, into our, our past to set us free. He's wanting to give us such a sense of the future. Don't ever, don't ever think you're going to get to a moment and go, oh, it's all done, I'm perfect, I'm all good. It's the journey of a lifetime to let the love of God keep setting us free, keep changing us, keep setting us free. And so I find God works in layers. He's like, oh, I got that layer off. I got set free from that thing. And then he begins to go, hey, there's another layer. There's another door. If you're a Hunt for the Wilder People fan, but that's okay. Many of you aren't, so I'm just going to keep moving on. What's behind the second door? Does anyone know what I'm talking about right now? Just a few people. All right. That's okay. Just a weird movie that I like, but I'm getting distracted from the Word of God right now. There's another layer of freedom. There's another layer of healing. There's, there's some more lies that you believe that Jesus wants to set you free from. And so tonight, those, uh, those, those demons went into 2,000 pigs and they went flying over a cliff down into the water in the Sea of Galilee, drowned. That's the power of demons if we don't come against them and understand them. So I want to, I want to help you understand how we come against them, okay? Uh, we, we come against them in the name of Jesus. See, the name of Je Jesus himself tells us that all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him. That means every demonic force is subject to him. Every demon that causes pain and sickness is subject to him. Every demon that causes torment is subject to him. Every demon that tantalizes people. There are, there are demons that, that put, that like dangle things out in front of people to chase them. And then out, it's like that fish, then they get hooked because it started out looking great and and it looked like it was going to be awesome, but ended up controlling people. Because that's what he wants to do. It's like a, a massive rabbit trap. And he puts something inside of that trap that looks, att looks attractive. And he sucks us in with deception. And we come in and we grab it and bam, but we get trapped. We get snared. David says in Psalms, my soul has escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. Out of the snare of the hunter, my soul has escaped. Tonight, some people are going to escape from some things that have been hanging around your life. So it's the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus that gives us authority. It's the name of Jesus. So we do, the Bible says you submit to God in James and you resist the devil and he will flee. Resist to God, resist the devil and he will flee. Maybe you're here tonight. Uh, submit to God. Resist the devil. Get that right. Submit to God. Resist the devil. Maybe you're here tonight and you've never actually connected with God personally. You've never actually submitted your life to God. That's the starting point where you say, okay, God, 
I realise how much love you've got for me and I, I realise I've been trying to live life my own way. So tonight I'm just turning around to you and I'm submitting my life to you. Every, everything I do, I'm handing it over to you. I'm receiving the forgiveness that Jesus offered through his death on the cross. You receive Christ. That's the beginning of freedom. That's the beginning. Then you get a brand new spirit. That's, you'll, you'll be changed in a moment. And then from that moment on, freedom is going to begin to come in layers and levels, a revelation and mindset changes, step by step, moment by moment. He's going to change your life. But tonight, the starting place is, I'm giving my life to Christ. I'm giving my life to God. I'm wondering even right now, if we just close our eyes before I go any further, if that's you. If you're saying, John, I'm here tonight and maybe you've been coming a little while. Uh, maybe, maybe this is your first time, whatever it is, but you're here in this place. You, you sense the, the joy in the atmosphere. That's because God's here. But I want to tell you, you don't need to go home and, and, and then into your own life without that same joy. You can take Jesus with you, His Holy Spirit inside of you. You just got to surrender to Him, submit to God. That's the starting place for you tonight. Submit to God. Say, yes, God, I'm giving you my life and I receive your love and I receive your forgiveness. If you would do that, then everything would change for you in this moment. Maybe you've done that once before, but you've slipped away from God. You're, you're not walking with God. Might have been as a child. You might have, you might have grown up in church, but now you've slipped away from God. You, you didn't stop believing that He's real, but you just haven't submitted. You haven't surrendered your life to God. Come back to Him tonight. In a moment, if that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Or maybe you're here and you're just not sure in your heart whether you're going to spend eternity with Him in heaven. Well, I'd love to pray with you tonight. Let tonight be your night of freedom. Let tonight be your night of assurance of salvation. Let tonight be your night where everything changes. It will take courage. But I want you to do that. So in a moment, I'm going to ask, just while eyes are closed, if that's you, for you to raise your hand and I'm going to pray with you. So Father, I'm praying right now by your Holy Spirit, come into this room. Lord, you're exposing the lies of the enemy and you're setting people free even now in Jesus' name. You're giving courage for people to step out of darkness, to step into the light in this particular moment. In Jesus' name. So if that's you, you're saying, John, I want to surrender my life to God. I want to come back to God because I'm away from Him. I want to be sure I'm going to heaven. Would you just raise your hand right now and say, that's me. I'm giving my life to God. Wherever you are, just say, that's me. I need Christ in my life. I can sense the pull of the Holy Spirit on my life right now because I would love to pray with you tonight. Tonight's your night. Your heart will be pounding right now because God is speaking directly to you. He's using my voice, but He wants you to be free and to come into a new day. And so if that's you, just, just raise your hand up. Here's a, here's a moment for you. Awesome. Thank you. I see your hand. Who else right now? Tonight's your night. The power of God's Spirit is here speaking to you. There's like hope attached to His words. There, there's a sense that, that things could be different tonight. You're, maybe you're already on a good track. Maybe things are starting to change. But tonight is your moment to step over the line and say, all right, I'm going to do things God's way tonight. I mean, I'm receiving Christ into my life. I know there's at least one more person in the room right now that God is speaking to. At least one more person that, he's, that your heart's pounding because he's talking to you right now. That's because he's got so much freedom for you. You will be unrecognizable if you take this step towards God tonight because of the, the great love that's going to pour in, the pain that's going to be lifted out of your heart. I see someone here and you've got pain in your heart. 
And the love of God is going to come and He's going to set you free. He's going to heal you, pour into you. If that's you, you're saying yes to Jesus. Raise your hand right now. Say, that's me as well. Would you include me in this prayer right now? Just say yes right now. Who else is that? Who's that? Raise your hand up. Say, that's me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's awesome. God bless you. I see your hand. Is there someone else right now? I'm just, I'm just waiting because I sense that there's a stirring of the Holy Spirit in hearts. And sometimes our heart, our mind can be full of excuses, but our heart is hearing God. Just like that, that, uh, that guy that Jesus came to, your heart's going one way, but your mind's going another way. Right now, your heart needs to come open and alive to God. I'm waiting just in case there's one more person. And this is your moment of freedom. Would you raise your hand and say, oh, if I, I want to surrender my life to God. I want to come back to God. I want to be sure I'm going to heaven. Thanks, man. See your hand. That's awesome. I'm just, I'm just going to keep waiting because I'm, I'm still feeling it. I'm still feeling right now that the power of the Holy Spirit is talking to people. You know, this church has been praying for, for you right now, whether by name or whether, whether just because we're praying that you'll meet God and experience all that we've experienced of His freedom. That's why this is a powerful moment. And when we talk, call it a night of miracles, the greatest miracle that could happen for any person, it's not a healing. It's actually your spirit coming alive to God and being transformed, being born again, the Bible calls it. So I'm wondering just for, for one more minute, one more moment, if there's somebody else and God's speaking to you, would you raise your hand as well? You say, yes, John, that's me. Would you include me in this prayer? God's power is here for you tonight. Don't, don't wait anymore. Thank you. I see your hand. That's awesome. I'm wondering, is there anyone else right now? I'm feeling the power of God touching hearts, touching hearts right now. Thank you. I see your hand. That's awesome. God bless you. Who else right now? God's moving in this place by His Holy Spirit. You might have sat through a, a, a number of times a moment like this and you've just resisted it and you're just like, I'm going to wait it out. And maybe you're thinking, I can just do this on my own uh, at another time. But here's the thing. The Bible talks about a day of salvation. Don't, don't In your day of salvation, don't harden your heart. God's speaking to your heart. Don't harden your heart. Open your heart up to Him tonight. If this is you, last moment, I'm, I feel like still there's one more person and I'm waiting for you to just respond to God right now. Would you raise your hand and say, if that's you, I'm responding to God. I need Him. I'm turning to Him and I'm surrendering my life to Him right now. Who is that? Who's that last person? Raise your hand. Who's that last person? Take this step towards God. You'll never regret it. Everything will change. One more moment. I'm just going to count to three and then we're done. One, come on, step towards God right now. Two, this is your moment. Don't put it off for another moment. Three, who's that? Just raise your hand. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. All right, we're going to keep moving. Keep your eyes closed. I want each person who raised your hand right then just to join with us in praying this and pray this after me. Say these words after me from your heart to God and the whole church is going to join with you. Say, Dear God in heaven, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on a cross for me, for my sin in my place. And I'm turning to you tonight. I surrender my life to you. Forgive me of my sin. I believe in Jesus. I renounce the devil and all his works. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and the power of God. I thank you tonight that I am forgiven. I'm born again. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. Go on, put your hands together for those ones. God bless you. God bless you.